Well, hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to The Ernest Man Show. Wherever you may be in this world. Just a quick message on how you can win a fabulous prize. After listening to an episode, simply go to my website, theearnestmanshow.com, and go to the Discuss comment section below the episode. Leave a comment. That's it. It's that simple. Within a week, if a winner is chosen, you possibly could be a winner of a fabulous prize. Okay, well, it's it's not a car or a boat, but then again, you don't have to pay any taxes on it. So, what are you waiting for? You've got a good chance, and you can say anything you like. So, that's my message. Now, let's go to the show. Well, hello, everyone. This is Wednesday, September the 14th, 2022. This is episode number 108, Urgent Financial News, and it comes from the Vatican. Before I go further, I just wanted to send a very, very appreciative thank you to the people of Paris, France, for your support. It is very much appreciated. I wanted to talk for a moment about something that uh, I came across from various sources just recently, and um, it involves commodity markets and how this is going to affect all of us. It's really quite shocking and quite surprising. So, um, very first and foremost, I just wanted to give a very brief preface concerning commodities. For those of you who may not be, um, well, familiar, Commodities are uh, traded, um, and generally they are uh, everything from masses of foodstuffs to coffee, copper, um, you know, everything from apples to apricots. These are commodities, and uh, they are traded. And the, uh, the thing about commodities is um, at least in the past, um, it was considered as far as an investment is concerned, relatively stable. And when you are one of those rich bastards, I mean, uh, one of those investor type people, you you want stability. You know, a I mean, they know that a... Uh, a fair amount of fluctuation, or as they so aptly name it, volatility, um, is unavoidable. But, you know, we're talking about what they're concerned with here, generally as an investor, are averages. And so, yeah, even if something takes a dip 
Um, usually it recovers and then it'll swing the pendulum. The financial and commodity pendulum hopefully will swing back and more than compensate. So we're talking averages. Um, so for a while at different uh, times in our history, um, there was a, uh, a big move towards commodities. And this roughly correlates into the 70s and perhaps the mid-early 80s that it was considered to be a very hot market. And one of the reasons for this was because as far as these commodities were concerned, the U.S. was set up in such a uh, position that uh, as far as uh, at least certain commodities were concerned, we had the upper hand. That is to say, more or less unofficially, we controlled the market. So for a while, in this uh, financial game that we've been playing for some time now, uh, we had the upper hand. And we had countless experts and professionals who were <clears throat> pretty adept at even, to a certain extent, predicting um, the markets, the commodity markets. And... Because of that, well, as I remember, I mean, um, you know, this stuff is still around. I mean, it's still going on, make no mistake. But it was really, I mean, if I wanted to call it a peak of, do, of doing this, uh, that would have been the time frame that I just told you. And, um, well, to put it rather succinctly, um, I'm sure that many of you have probably realized that uh, one thing that we are definitely lacking in worldwide is stability. And that's exactly what the rich, I mean, the uh, investors, they don't want. Um, you know, it's sort of like this. It's the equivalent of going into a casino, but you're a mobster and the guys who run the casinos are also mobsters. And so you're expected to play and you're expected to win. And that's basically where it's at. And then as all the years changed, as our economies and modes of production and, of course, technology, there were so many things that changed that it, it really put a damper on that, as particularly, especially as far as commodities are concerned. But make no mistake, commodities are a very big deal. Commodities are if anything and I'm not I'm not talking about from an investment point of view I'm talking about just if you look at it <clears throat> as a a barometer let's say of 
financial investment or financial health. So in a sense, what you could say is that as the commodity market goes, so goes the nation, or in this case, nations. This is generally not something uh, these days that is discussed, certainly not with any depth. And um, yeah, you're not you're not going to get that on the six o'clock news. You'll get like a brief quip about, you know, well, you know, commodity markets and oranges is down, but, you know, the investors expect blah, 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 and X, Y, and Z, and that kind of shit. But that is not reflective of the market, the commodities market as a whole. And when something really unprecedented takes place, um, you can best believe that it is not, I repeat, not going to be on the 6 o'clock news. A part of this, and perhaps one of the most important parts of this, is for a primary and simple reason. That is, you do not want the masses to know uh, certain things at certain times. Because, well, if that happened, then you would have, uh, what's that pleasant word they use? Oh, volatility. That means um, the rich people would stop being, well, so fucking rich because they'd be losing on their investments. And they are not in any way interested in losing uh, their any ill-gotten goods. Um, they are about, the direction is supposed to go one way only. That's profit. But as we know, this is batshit crazy because, you know, nothing goes on indefinitely up, 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 up. I mean, there has to be a downturn. But if there is, for instance, a, uh, a downturn in commodities, what you're hearing on the six o'clock news is, well, it's a day late and best believe it's a dollar short. Matter of fact, a few millions or billions of dollars short. That is to say, yeah, they, they made some overtures of uh, reeling in the criminal behavior a little bit. You know, the all the criminals, this was in the 80s and 90s with Bernie Madoff and Bernie Madoff, well, he made off with a hell of a lot of investors' money. But this isn't about Bernie Madoff, of course. And besides, he's dead. So, um, but the idea is that, um, yeah, the proverbial, you know, man on the street, this news, things going on, 
generally speaking, is held back. And the reason for that is because any of these, the, the masses of uh, what we call, you know, penny any, the little people who make up the masses of these investments, um, you as a ultra uber rich person, the whole idea of this Ponzi scheme is to make sure that they, in the event of some sort of volatility, are left uh, holding the proverbial bag. That is to say, yeah, they lose it all, and and as a uber rich person, you don't. And uh, that's that's the story as far as that's concerned. And what is an excellent barometer of this are commodities. And um, so, with that, with that basic overview. I wanted to tell you before everybody else finds out as best I could uh, what the hell is going on. And I'm using the commodities as an example. And I'm going to <clears throat> just go a little bit more into this and very shortly you're going to understand and piece this together because this is absolutely unprecedented in history, period. In all financial uh, history, uh, especially in recent history, in the last you know, 150 years, the U.S. and Europe and whatnot, this, this one really takes the cake and it's very very much going to affect us so at one moment if i appear to be talking about apples and oranges and tomatoes and coffee and and copper but i'm i want to connect all this and so that's the reason so if I may go on a little further on with this for a moment, um, I want to put forth this scenario, which, by the way, is current is the is the case. Okay. There are, um, I mean, as far as the big financial players are concerned. They, as far as the commodities and the financial cookie jar, their hands are, they're all in. There's no sacred cows, <laughs> okay? These criminals, they, um, no stone is unturned. And uh, they are learned and they are trained to examine markets. And if there is something going on significant that they don't like, well, actions are taken. So let me just give you, if I may, this little brief scenario. Let's say 
that uh, you as an investor, and this can mean I'm not talking per se about individual uh, rich criminals. I, I don't mean them per se. I'm talking about multinational corporations and conglomerations that also have the biggest and most significant interest in these commodities. Okay? Okay. So let's say, for instance, this one commodity that I'm going to uh, pull out of thin air is potatoes. Now, all over the world, there is a bottomless, a, an endless investment and financial statement for potatoes, particularly in westernized or industrialized society um, that is are so absolutely heavily socially and economically invested in potatoes that um, well it, it's 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 almost incalculable. And, I mean, for instance, in America, what if you couldn't get french fries anymore? What if, over, virtually overnight, there were no fries? Can you imagine the financial impact of all of that for every restaurant, you know, the corporate criminal chains of restaurants? There's no... There's no fries. And why, what would precipitate there being no, no fries? We're not talking, uh, we're not talking like years ago, the ancient history of the, it's not so much the Irish, you know, potato famine that occurred because we have the, the technology to, you know, work that out and overcome that. So, so this is something out of research that came completely just out of the blue that happened. This is hypothetical. Stick with me. All right. So, <clears throat> so much of this, this financial uh, investment is involved in, in potatoes and everything that stems from potatoes. And of course that means, well, umpteen billions of pounds of potatoes for making French fries for all the fast food uh, markets, not just in the U.S., but everywhere else where it exists now. And, of course, potato chips, well, they'd be gone. And, again, there's potato starches. It's just so much. But what if it was determined that it, it leaked out, it became part of common knowledge, now, what I'm about to tell you is a hypothetical, but I'm stating it as though it were fact. I'm not saying it's a fact. This is just a hypothetical, okay? Okay. Let's say that scientists discovered, medical biologists discovered, uh, that um, beyond any shadow of a doubt, it's conclusive, it is, is ironclad, it is 100% that 
ultimately the cause of cancer was potatoes. Not potatoes as a contributing factor, but directly, absolutely tied to potatoes or anything coming from potatoes. Anything touching potatoes causes cancer, period. Now, if such a thing occurred, that commodity, that market would disappear overnight. It would be gone. Poof. And a puff of fairy dust, it would be gone. But not the way, perhaps, you're thinking. Because here's the thing. You see, those who control the media, that control data, they would be the ones who would first be alerted to this and would be privy to this. This also, that, that same kind of uh, firsthand versus secondhand information, it wasn't called this, say, for instance, in America in the 30s, but it's like inside information, a tip, what, whatever you want to call it amongst those people. They're going to know about this long before you and I know about this. At least that's the intention. But sometimes, every now and then, despite even their best efforts, the truth gets out. And it may be very inconvenient, but it happens. Okay? But ideally, that's not what they want to happen. What they would want for this, let's say, uh, controlled uh, destruction is that all the Wall Street criminals and all the ones associated with them, they get to find out about this first, and suddenly there would be an unprecedented beginnings of a sell-off of those commodities that are potatoes. Then as it picks up steam, it may take um, a week or two weeks. As long as they could possibly suppress it, okay, maybe they can, you know, draw this out three weeks. But the idea is that all of them they sell, 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 get rid of all that. And then you and I get to hear about potatoes. That's after they have cashed out as quickly as possible. And guess what? Well, the rest of us are, well, left holding the bag because by that time, because of the time lag, <clears throat> Then the regular folks, average folks, when they go to sell, well, it, it, the, the price has dropped so much, they really lose big time. They lose their ass. And then again, you have all the ones that were privy, the few, the relative few, who can, um, if you picture that they sit around in their various mansions and lounges smoking cigars and just laughing their asses off 
because they made they made it out. They got out. They got while the getting was good, and then everybody else is fucked. So when I discovered this, it's the same kind of scenario. And it involves, of all people, all organizations, let's say, the Vatican. And I'm like, wow, this is big. So I gave you the example, and you're saying, okay, what the hell is this all about? Well, at least I can tell you it's not about potatoes. Okay. But it sure as hell is about market instability and money. Because, for those of you who may not know this, the Vatican in Rome, which, oddly enough, it's considered its own territory, even within Italy, it's considered its own country, the land of the Vatican. That's right. So... It is one of the, the absolutely most obscenely and almost inconceivably wealthiest organizations on the planet. That's a fact. We're talking levels of, of, of money, of land and gold, and that, you know, they make, this is like making... Jeff Brazos or Elon Musk look like pulpers. Yes, it's it's that much. And so what I discovered um that um, there's a uh, a financial recall that's coming from the Vatican from all of their assets that are held throughout the world. And again, I can't overemphasize this. We're talking, an, <laughs> not, not a sorry pun here, an ungodly amount of money. That what they have decreed is that by the end of this month, they want all of their holdings everywhere in the planet to be returned to Vatican City. So, everything. The cash, the gold, everything. There, In other words, they're calling it in, folks. And that is very, very big news. Let me tell you why. The very first thing that comes to mind is, you know, the fact that they have had this arrangement for umpteen years, for many, 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 many years. So why would they do this? What the hell is going on? And this ties in with the example that I gave concerning commodities. 
because just like I uh, explained about if it had been determined that potatoes absolutely beyond any shadow of a doubt, absolutely directly was the cause of cancer. Um, the same thing is taking place with the situ let's call it situational awareness with the Vatican concerning all their holdings. That is to say the comparison is like this. You see, if you have your, your untold billions, trillions of dollars, if you have them, um, dispersed literally, you know, all over the planet. But then you discovered that there was an event or the, the beginning, let's say, of a series of events where all of that can be gone. Well, uh, I guess the smart move would be that before the, uh, proverbial shit hits the fan, you want to sell off all those commodities. You want to get your holdings back because something has triggered what is going to be some form of uh, social political and economic destabilization, which in turn will bring about multiple conflicts. Now, as far as what that literally is, I don't know. I do not know that. But I do know this. <clears throat> What kicked off the First World War was a whole series of circumstances for the First World War. And it was when um, the um, leader of Austria was murdered and... Um, that was used as a pretext, particularly by Germany, who was absolutely, for various reasons, gnashing at the bit and just couldn't wait any excuse whatsoever. They wanted war. That is historically accurate. And so it was um, when um, in Sarajevo, Franz Ferdinand, when when this, uh, when he was murdered, uh, it was by a Serbian nationalist. Um, very quickly, uh, the wheels were put in motion to go to war. What very also quickly became a world war. And very quickly, you know, uh, France jumped into it and uh, the very ironically at least in the beginning it was England that did not want 
to go to war. And they were the holdouts for some time, but then they came around and um, they also, of course, joined in the slaughter. So, I don't know what it, the driving force, is, but my point is umpteen millions of people, just an absolutely staggering number of people died from so many causes, not just the literal war and the shooting and the killing and the bombing in World War I, but it all started with uh, a couple of gunshots from one guy who killed Ferdinand, and uh, that's how these things happen. There are all these things that happen, and perhaps immediately, and I certainly don't think at that time that they were able to connect the dots because it wasn't that apparent. It certainly wasn't apparent to the common man at that time. But of course, when you have, you know, retrospect of all these years and all the analysis, we know we know exactly what triggered everything and the reasons why. But of course, you can you can analyze this after the fact. After umpteen millions of people died. So, this is the kind of thing, and I just want to mention one other side note to this. Sometimes I do this, oftentimes I don't. But, um, oftentimes I don't cite sources for my information. And there's a I have a good reason for this. So just wanted to let you know this is that these sources um all of the sudden either one or two things can happen. They either change their rhetoric in midstream and if too many people catch on to what was said, then they backpedal, and then they say, oh, uh, well, no, uh, no, 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 actually, well, no, we didn't really mean blah, 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 blah. What we meant was blah, 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 blah. So there's that. If it isn't that, then it's just gone. It just disappears. And under our so-called here in the U.S., other sources of outside information, if I may add, that gives some sort of worldview, a difference of opinion, an outside, perhaps, perhaps even more objectively accurate position, they could be gone overnight. That's exactly what happened with Radio Sputnik. Several months ago, both the uh, television version and the internet radio version, gone. 
that's the level of democracy and you know that you live in of course i'm being facetious meaning that's the level of hypocrisy and bullshit that you live under because both of those sources of differing opinions and by the way isn't this a contradiction to the statements of democracy or truth isn't this supposedly and it did by the way but even so isn't this what the u.s way back in the day if you're old enough you'll know what i'm talking about at least 30 40 years ago this is what we constantly accused with a great deal of justification i'll add but even so this is what we endlessly accused russia of and how they treated under the old Soviet Union, how they treated many of their satellite states. And so in this now in this so-called progressive technological era, a source of information that was both on TV and was on the radio, internet radio, gone. Fucking gone. So, what that means is that anything that I'm saying to you, if you're going to check it, please do, by all means. But that's why I don't give oftentimes, not always, but that's why I don't give sources, because under, uh, <laughs> under U.S. policy and whatnot, what the information that's here today, suddenly, it's not there tomorrow. And um, this is very big news. I hope that uh, maybe you could do a, a little research on it yourself. But um, I would like to tell you what to do. I don't exactly know what to do, particularly when I don't know the reasons and that's, I haven't found that. So there's a lot of things that are going to fall into place and are going to take place by the end of this month. That's one of them. So where it goes from here just yet, I don't know. I will keep reading and monitoring and try to pass this on to you. But I could I could tell you one thing beyond a shadow of a doubt. <clears throat> it's not good. That's the truth. Hey everybody. Before I wrap things up, I just wanted to give you this little message about the contest. When you go to my website at theearnestmanshow.com and go on the comment section, you can actually leave a comment about anything you want whatsoever. After all, this show is not about me, it's about you. And I really want to know what it is you want to talk about. 
So please, fill something out. Let me know exactly what you want to talk about. And that is exactly what we will talk about. Other than that, all I can say is, I hope you had a good day today. And I hope we all have a better day tomorrow. Take care.